Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. Download the podcast. Damn, Jay. Is Accusated not a word? Accusated. I, 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 I mean, Accutane, no? I, no. I um, <laughs> need a prescription for that, or is I that will, over the counter, uh, Accusated? I think that is a prescription. I think I have Accutane uh, contacts. I don't know. Accutane, I don't know what it was, but I know they didn't teach that at Duke. No, I they did not. That. No, they it, did not. Jay was very good for a at dude that went to Duke. For a dude that <laughs> well, went to Duke and graduated, man, you. <laughs> it's because when I get asked you, with, you with sure twenty seconds could. left to go, so Jay, talk, tell me what we're going to talk about throughout the show. You, like twenty seconds, I'm like, ah, force it in there. All I, all I'm going to say is for a guy. <laughs> Who graduated from Duke, a fine institution. Yes. Some of the stuff that you say, man, makes me just wonder if you were the one that actually went to class. Takes one to know one, USC. <laughs> Takes one to know one. It's a side effect of Accusate, actually. <laughs> hey, um, so listen, we got the NCAA what? tournament covered in the next two hours. Accusate. Seth Greenberg is on in 10 minutes. Coach will be on in 10 minutes. Duke's associate head coach and future Head coach, Head coach John Shire yes. will join us in an hour, and Shaheen Holloway joins us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. What a story. But the big news from the weekend is, of course, the Cleveland Browns successfully trading for Deshaun Watson, then handing him a $230 million contract with a very low base salary in year one. In the event that he is suspended, it doesn't really cost him much money because it would be based on that salary in year one. So that really does not sit well with many, including with Sarah Spain on Spain and Fitz. Listen to Sarah last Friday. Now, I know there's a lot of you out there listening and you're frustrated with me. Innocent until proven guilty. And I agree. I'm not saying he should be in jail. I'm not saying that he should never be allowed to work again. What I'm saying is that we continually have to face, in sports, the fact that money and talent over everything. That we can have a Browns team who I believe currently has hired the most women from the NFL Women in Football Forum to work for them and to be among them. They can post out Happy International Women's Day eight days ago. Here we are for all the women that make it possible. And then they can still bring in someone that I wonder if they ask their female staff or employees or the male ones, for that matter, who have the, the morality and, and the knowledge about these kind of incidents to, to, to be uncomfortable, how they feel about it. And I would ask you if you're really mad at me for asking these questions and having this conversation, why you believe one person over 22 plus. Jay, that's the thing I couldn't yeah, get man. around. Like court of public opinion. 22 separate allegations. I'll keep saying it. it's not he said, she said. It's he said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said. That's how it sits with Sarah. How does this sit with you? I, well, first off, I completely agree with what Sarah said. It can make you feel that way. Um, I have learned throughout my time talking about sports that a lot of big organizations like the NFL and other organizations, big companies, have been able to separate morality from actual business and they do what's in interest of best business and that's what this case is but when amber wilson came on our show and, and she made up the incredible point and it just it's sometimes when things get brought to light where you're like wow it forces you to take a step back and say mm, 
that carries a lot of weight. That the fact that the trade value was not affected by one cent at all after 22 accusations, and he is rewarded with the biggest salary in NFL history, guaranteed money perspective, and they've kicked the can down the road as it relates to circumventing the authority of the NFL with backloading the contract. When you put all that together, you're like, just slap somebody in the face. Yeah. Like, that's just a it's – so, it's so right there. So. Yeah, Keith, it's interesting to me that the if you do the equation, the way, the way um, Amber Wilson set it up and the way Sarah touches on it and the way we've been discussing it, it's not – like, when it's he said, she said, if it comes out that there's no indictment, there's no – let's say there's no civil case win for the woman, um, there can be a feeling like you don't count, Right because it's a star athlete, because we care more about football than justice, whatever. But we don't know what you know, the evidence threshold was and all that stuff. When it's 22 different women, the message I could see could be perceived as you don't count at all, because it doesn't matter how high you stack the, the accusers, nothing, nothing. So 22, 222, 2,000, nothing. Where are you with all this, Key? Well, I'm with, I'm totally with Sarah on all this. There's no question about it, as well as Amber. Um, but I also live in reality in the world that we live in in sports in general. Um, when you are a talented athlete, they will gloss over anything that becomes severely negative as long as you are not thrown in jail. Um, That's been the case for many years. This is nothing new. It's been the case for many years that people could be accused of aiding and abating and murder situations. Guess what? They get a chance to play in the NFL. It could be DUI accidents. They never were thrown in jail. They play in the NFL. It could be settlements agreed upon, Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh, guess what? He gets to play in the NFL. So it's not a surprise to me that the Cleveland Browns would figure out, along with many other teams that was trying to acquire Deshaun Services, figure out how to get him back on the field and figure out how to, as Jay said, circumventilate the money's on the salary and backloaded so he doesn't lose X amount of money when he's fined, I mean suspended by the league. It's nothing new. You know, so I'm not, like, surprised. Is it is it disappointing having played in the National Football League? Yeah, it is. But I also, again, live in the reality world that this is something that has gone on for years and it's nothing new. You know, it, what, what impressed me about Sarah's, Sarah Spain's presentation of that point of view, which I find very persuasive, mm-hmm. is she starts by saying, I, I'm not saying someone can never work again, right? But what's happened here is, so far, it appears, is not only nothing, but it appears the trade value is about the same. It would be, I agree with that assessment from Amber Wilson. I, three firsts. It's all the firsts you can basically offer in here. Take some more stuff. He wasn't 
at free agency, yet he gets $230 million guaranteed. It looks as though the fines will amount to next to nothing because the base salary is so low year one. So it's a little bit different than, say, when Michael Vick, who actually not only was indicted but served time, um, came back to the NFL because it's not like you can never work again because you did a bad thing. But he seemed to account for it and then actually spoke publicly about it afterward. And in this case, it feels like a circumvention. Yeah, and I just go back to the the point that I made a couple of weeks ago um, in tying these two situations together. When the whole Calvin Ridley thing happened, I sat there and said, okay, wow, for $1,800 that he was honest about, my man suspended for a year. I'm curious to see what the NFL does with this. Ooh. Like, all right, so you set the precedent for gambling, right, because that affects the integrity of the game. You suspend a player for a year. So now that there are 22 accounts of sexual allegations, what do you do with that? What is the reprimand for that? That's a legit I'm, – I'm watching. That's um, – I'll tell you what, Jay. That's the distinction, the line that is drawn, and key. You bring this up when you say you're dealing with the reality of the way things work, especially in the NFL, is that there's a line drawn between – competitive stuff like for example can gambling affect the integrity not only of the gambling game but ultimately it's a slippery slope even if this time he didn't bet against his team eventually it could affect the game no we draw the line even if you bet a dime year suspension versus a real not just a real but 22 potential big moral infractions with victims uh well it's not about the game on the field we'll see what the suspension is probably one would guess not a year right Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Look, there's no – this is – we're going to do a hard turn here if we start talking about sports, no matter what the topic, given the serious nature of this topic. So I'm just going to do it, right? No easy way to change gears. We're going back to the NCAA tournament. The Madness continues. Westwood One, NCAA Radio Network. It's over. Mike Krzyzewski and the Duke Blue Devils. Headed to San Francisco and the Sweet 16. They knock off Michigan State 85 to 76. This is ESPN Radio. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are joined now by Seth Greenberg. Notorious B-E-R-G. That's what we call it. <laughs> Notorious you see the B-E-R-G. Theme music I got guy? you. ESPN basketball analyst. Um Seth, let's first of all welcome, Coach. Thanks for joining us. As Thank always. you, Maxie, Jay, Will. Congratulations. Thank you, Big Boy. Survive in advance. Survive in advance. Great execution down the stretch. Got stops. <laughs> Tricky play at the end of the half with the slip for Williams. Oof. A little progress. Yes. What'd you take away from that win, Coach? I thought it was the first time they faced the pressure and dealt with it. I thought down five with uh, you know five minutes to go. What do you have to do? You know you can either you know get lost in the moment or let the moment overtake you. And I thought what they did was really kind of incredible. Uh, they they got stops on the defensive end. You can't get back in the game unless you get stops. They got stops on the defensive end. They played through Balapangaro on the block. He drove it. He didn't settle. I thought defensively, just that five minute period, they were terrific. And then Jeremy Roach is probably the unsung hero of this team. I mean. Putting him back in the starting lineup, his ability to pressure the ball some, his ability to make some big shots. I was really impressed with their execution down the stretch offensively, defensively, and their ability to handle 
let's face it, they didn't handle Coach K senior night very well. They didn't handle the ACC tournament, the pressure at the end of those games very well. I thought they handled last night Michigan State, who played at a high level. I thought they handled it. And uh, that might be the game where the light bulb goes on and says, you know what, this is who we need to be down the stretch. CJ, guard play is important. I keep trying to tell you. <laughs> so that's what I've been saying all year. It's, and I get that Trevor Kills can do that. And I get that you know, Paolo Bencaro settles for jumpers, even though last night Coach K forced his tail to get on the block yeah. and actually post some people up. But this team's success will be dependent upon Jeremy Roach's ability to take over a game down late because he realistically is one of the few guys that can create off the dribble, just not for himself, but for teammates. He's that guard for them. Yeah, and, and also defensively, like, you know, he can get up and under the ball. Look, they disrupted at the end. Think about coming out of the timeout. Tom Izzo is so good coming out of timeouts. He runs that misdirection play, and they don't let him get the ball out of the corner. They were trying to get Brown freed up off that stagger screen coming back to the ball, and uh, they get a steal. Uh, but Jeremy Roach, he, he changes them. First of all, his speed. He gets them some easy buckets in transition. I mean, just, you know, end line to end line. Uh, he has the ability to do that. He has the ability to pressure the ball. And then, like you said, Jay, well, Paulo Bancaro, instead of settling and playing with it at the top of the circle, all right, what he did was he attacked. He got downhill. And his passing is the most underrated part of his game. He is not a good passer. He is a willing uh, passer that sees plays early. And uh, that's, to me, his greatest gift. Uh, I want to see it again. And it's not going to be easy against Texas Tech, who's going to keep your sidelines and get physical and redefine a foul and, and, and get underneath you. So, I mean, the next one isn't going to be easy. Their road to the Final Four probably is the most difficult for as for any team that's left in the field. But I think it's. Uh, I thought that was a huge step forward. Dealing with the pressure, I think. Look, look, Coach K's senior night was exhausting. I think it was exhausting for all you guys that came back and watched it. I think it was exhausting for the players. And they could say, "Oh, they had a good shoot around. Everyone was loose." Yeah, that's great until all ninety former players show up and Coach K walks out there and he takes the picture in the middle of the court. And all of a sudden, those guys go, whoa, there's a little accountability here now. <laughs> and then they go to the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech just outplayed them. Virginia Tech was absolutely terrific. Uh, the intricacies of Virginia Tech's offense against a younger team, they could never make – the defense could never make Virginia Tech feel them. But I thought yesterday, facing the pressure, being down five and doing what they did and executing, getting the ball to Paolo where he wanted it, executing at the end of the first half, being – Really, really putting their imposing their their identity defensively on the game in the last five minutes. I thought that was impressive. Seth Greenberg, ESPN basketball analyst, with us, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, coach. Listen to what Coach K said about the win for his Duke team. I'm incredibly proud of my guys. You guys were terrific, man. I'm really proud to be your coach. You know that it had nothing to do with coaching in those last four or five minutes. It all had to do with heart and togetherness, and uh, they followed their hearts, and God bless them. Uh, you know, we're in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I think that's it, but that's, that's Coach K's magic. I, you know, Jay, well, you and I talk about it all the time. The greatest thing he does, it's not X's and O's. It's getting guys to really believe in each other, trust, and motivate. And whatever he said, I don't think it was technical. I think it was emotional. I think, you know, in terms of let's get to the next play, let's compete, let's get a stop. All right, let's all trust each other. Let's be connected. Let's make that fist. Whatever it is, that's his gift. His gift is figuring out the buttons to push to get guys to trust each other and compete and, and not get lost in the moment, but just embrace the moment. And that's, I think that's what that team did the last five minutes. 
Seth, uh, I'm curious. I want to switch gears to the Illinois game for one second, going against Houston. Uh, you know, there, look, some of the refereeing has been not as good as it should be for the tournament, but the technical foul called on R.J. Melendez, brutal. It, it just seems brutal. horrible. Yeah, what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, brutal. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. I mean, uh, I don't get it. Uh, you know, that whole rule was put in, uh, obviously, uh, because of potential for injury. Well, you know, on that dunk, the reason he swung a little bit is because if he didn't, he's landing on his head. I just, I don't get it. Like, you know, officiate the game, also officiate the circumstance. It was just, it was a bad call. You know, officials are human. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to get caught up in the moment. It's big to be in the NCAA tournament. But that was a brutal call. The one thing about the NCAA tournament is if you make a brutal call, there's a good chance you're not going to move on to the next round. But that was that was just not right. I mean, it was it was a bad call. And look, the, the games are, are so intense. People are back in the stands. Uh, you know, there's very very small margin of error. But that was just a brutal, brutal, bad call. I mean, it's only and and I'm not a, a you know I'm not one to kill the officials. And you know, when I was coaching, I did a pretty good job of it. But <laughs> but now it's a kinder, gentler Seth Greenberg. Uh, but uh, it was just a bad call. I mean, it really was. Coach, how impressed are you with with uh, Shaheen Holloway and oh. the fifteenth uh, seeded St. Paul Peacocks and how they're just getting ready to take the NC two A by storm? St. Pete, I'll tell you why. I absolutely love him. And hey, Jay, well, you're gonna love this take. All right, here's my deal about St. Pete. They're just a bunch of city dudes balling. Hey, this game could be played. Their next game could be played at West 4th Street. We played at the Rucker. Let's go shirts and skins. Let's go winner takes. It makes no difference. I'm going to stay on the court. I'm going to continue to play. You guys are going home because, you know, if you don't win, you get knocked off the court. Those dudes, they don't care. They don't care. And definitely, he doesn't care. Banks, you know, Butch Lee's son, they don't care. They're just balling. So, like, people say, do they have a shot at Purdue? Well, you know, they really don't have a shot at Purdue. I mean, Purdue's like Noah's Ark, but it makes no difference because those dudes don't know they have, they don't have a shot. If they, hey, they're walking into the rucker. They got winners. All right, hey, it's Purdue. Hey, they got a big, tall dude over there. Makes no difference. You know what? We'll pull him away from the basket. We'll pressure the guards. We'll get after him. We'll drive it to the basket. This game should be played like at the rucker. I mean, like that's that's just who they are. And I love Shaheen when he, they asked him. He said, "You're a Jersey guy." He goes, "No, I'm a city guy. I'm, I'm a, a city New York guy. guy. I'm a city guard. A, a city guard. You don't mess it. You know me, Jay. Well, don't be messing with those city guards now. City guards don't care the name of the jersey. They don't care shirts and skins. Let's go. Let's play in the city wide. I don't care. Let's get in. And speaking that's just Shaheen, the way it is. Yeah. Speaking of Shaheen, they're probably the next head coach. At, um, Hall. Seton Hall, yeah, considering that Kevin Willard went to Maryland. So a- 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 he went from 200000 to $2 billion. To $2 million. Real quick, race. Seth. Earned every penny. Hey, no I was going to ask you, outside of St. Peter's, what, what team are you most surprised to see in the Sweet 16? Oh, that's a good one right there. I got my bracket right here. Probably uh, probably Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing with Michigan is uh, um, the word I use is resilience. And, you know, you think about it. It's not just Juwan and his suspension. It's – they had to play their way into the tournament. Yep. They had to play their way into the tournament by winning games. And, and they they played their way into the tournament. So the resilience of backs to the wall, pressure on, every game's important. You're playing in the Big Ten. You know, every single game in the Big Ten is a, is a rock fight. And then once they get into Hunter Dickinson, uh, you know, early they struggled because they didn't have very good spacing. They figured out a way to establish him. He even steps out and knocks down threes. I still have an issue with that, but it's okay. I'll get over it. Uh, but the resiliency of them, I thought, was really important against the Tennessee team where they won the game in a defense fan. They ran the Tennessee guards right off the three-point line. So uh, I think re- the resilience of 
of Michigan. And then Jim Laranega. Uh, the only thing I would yeah, say about man. Jim Laranega, and, and by the way, Kelvin Sampson, who did a masterful job. like Taking his shirt off? Yeah, come on, guys. Really? All Seth, right. would you ever take you, your shirt you, off? You guys, Did have, you ever take you, your shirt you guys off? have bodies that you need to keep your shirt on. You ever take your shirt off celebrating with your team? If self? I got to the Sweet 16, I'll take that thing off. I'll take more than my shirt off. <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. Keep everything else on, please. Just the shirt. You make that deal before the tournament starts. Please, basketball gods. I'll do anything. <laughs> Seth Greenberg, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, coach. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate Notorious B-E-R-G. All right, there, Jay Will. All right, baby. Talk Seth to you later. Greenberg is brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Four years ago, he was the first overall pick, and now his value is a mid-round pick? Mm. How one quarterback is obviously trade value dried up quickly. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Cleveland Browns are trading with the Houston Texans and acquiring quarterback Deshaun Watson. I know that my Browns finally care about winning. That's all we've been about for 20 years, okay? And I'm not here to judge anybody off the field, okay? That's not my business, okay? Deshaun Watson was traded Friday to the Browns for three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a fourth-round pick. The Browns get Watson in a fifth-round pick. So we've covered the Watson stuff in terms of should they have done it with 22 open civil cases against him? Um, Are they circumventing the NFL's uh, disciplinary power by making such a low base salary? What about the fact that, you know, et cetera, et cetera, he's Deshaun Watson far away from free agency um, is, uh, as Amber Wilson pointed out, ESPN radio host and attorney on this show earlier this morning, somehow gets rewarded with a $230 million contract and circumvents potential loss of money because of suspension, et cetera, et cetera. But what does this mean for Baker Mayfield, the top overall pick in 2018? Talk to even Watson competitively. What, if it, what does it mean for the, the AFC North and all that? What does it mean for Baker? Here's Mary Kay Cabot from Cleveland.com. I know he would like to go to the Colts. Not sure that the Colts are as interested in him right now as he is in them, but that's his first choice. I talked to sources around the league yesterday. I didn't get the feeling uh, that the Seahawks were necessarily ready to jump in on anything. But, uh, but remember this, uh, 
the Browns are probably going to have to pay some of his $18.86 million salary for next season. And if a team finds out that they can get him at a bargain basement price for like a, a mid round draft pick and uh, a financial bargain, uh, then they will be more interested. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> he, what, you know, that escalated quickly. What does it say about Baker Mayfield? that the Texans didn't even want him back in the deal. They're going with Davis Mills. Oh, I guess Davis Mills for basically for free versus Baker for almost $19 million or whatever it is. I get it. But what does it say about Baker, Key? You know, the Davis Mills might be on par with Baker Mayfield in terms of talent and everything. Uh, Davis Mills played solid last year when he was in. Uh, it just It's funny how the number one overall pick you know, four years ago, all of a sudden, you can't get a carton of cigarettes and a pack of chewing gum for him. It's it's the wildest thing that you could ever imagine. But remember, this was not Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry's pick. This was this was not this was John Dorsey and Hugh Jackson's pick. Um, and as I said many times before, they probably would have never selected him number one overall. He was selected higher than what most people had a grade for him at. Now his career looks at, like it's in shambles. Is it Seattle? I know he wants to go to Indianapolis. Jameis Winston is probably going to sign back with the Saints. And if Jimmy Garoppolo moves on to Indianapolis via trade, and Seattle is really not all in on him, where does it leave Baker Mayfield? Because when you scour the National Football League, there's not a whole lot of teams that need a quarterback. Carolina Panthers, they probably think Sam Darnold's better. That's brutal. I mean, Darnold was only drafted two spots after Baker. That's why the whole time I kept trying to say, if you're Baker Mayfield, man, you gotta you got to play this one cool. you got to be a professional all the way through and through, even if you are frustrated emotionally. It does, it does make me think, though, Key, and I, I know the consensus could be that Jimmy G would probably be the, the right fit for the Colts, but, you know, the one thing you've taught me is the sensitivity level of quarterbacks when things like these things go down. And I'm curious, and I know he's the consummate professional in the way he handles things, but if the Atlanta Falcons were making a push for Deshaun Watson and that puts Matt Ryan in a very precarious situation due to the fact that he's committed himself to being the quarterback for the Falcons for the longest time, could could you look at the Colts situation and be like, for a guy like Matt Ryan, yeah, I want to go there so I can have the best shot at winning a Super Bowl. Like, I want to win. So why couldn't I go to the Colts? And you talk about Baker Mayfield. If the if the Browns are already paying part of his salary, that could be a fit in for the Atlanta see, Falcons. Jay, see, I, I would rather sit tight if I'm the Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan is such a veteran that he understood that they wanted to get younger. That was always a contingency plan for Arthur Blank. They were already looking to get younger at the quarterback spot. But if I'm Atlanta Falcons right now, I'm sitting tight with Matt Ryan. I know you're sitting tight, but if you're Matt Ryan, don't you want to Well, if I'm Matt Ryan, I might ask them to move me to Indianapolis. Especially since, you know, you're the one that put me on to the sensitivity level. But, okay, you guys are going to go after Deshaun Watson. I understand that, but with everything I've given the franchise, now do what's right by me and help me win now. That's interesting. No, Arthur Blank certainly would do that 100% with Matt Ryan. Arthur Blank and and Rich McKay are – or cool like that. They they are willing to work with Matt Ryan and find a soft landing spot for him if that's what he elects to do. That's it. That, it's interesting to me. But I want to circle back to to Baker for a second 
Because I'm higher on him, I think, than most. I think Baker, like if Carson Wentz has more obvious physical talent. He's bigger and everything. I'd rather have Baker than Carson. I really, I would. I think he's better under pressure with the game on the line. And, and yet, so I'm higher on him than most. And yet, I also have a different feeling about what he could have asked for, Key. Because remember throughout this season, I would refer to what John Elway said years ago when he had like Brock Osweiler. And he was saying there really should be a middle class for quarterbacks. In other words, a guy's coming up on his second contract. We would like him to start. But we're not going to reset the market with him. He's not that good. If Baker Mayfield would have signed a five-year extension with the Browns that paid him on average low 20s, to me, that would have been good for everyone involved. But that's not what happened. And now it's difficult to see where he will start in the NFL next year. Where's he going to start, Key? You're asking me like I know. Right. No, I that's what I'm know. saying. Well, like, but listen, for example, you'd have, would it be the Seahawks? Would it be yeah, the Colts? Seattle, would it be? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think the Colts, when you talk about the Colts, I think that's a Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo play. The New Orleans Saints is a is a Jameis Winston play, mm-hmm. and I think Carolina is going to look at the draft, but their play might be to run it back with Sam Darnold again and keep everything with, healthy. Um, with the exception of Sam Darnold, what you really to me, what you really just named were better quarterbacks than Baker Mayfield. What you're saying is now we're down to the not the bottom of the barrel because there's some quality guys. No, you're certainly down but, at the bottom of the barrel. Well, I mean, like Jameis Winston isn't bottom of the barrel, but he's probably well, he's bottom of the Baker, barrel. Right? He's bottom of the barrel point. because he's coming off an ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the only reason yeah, why yeah. it pushes him down. Well, Jimmy G's not Saints bottom of the would, barrel. The New Orleans Saints would rather have him. Matt Jimmy Ryan. G's having surgery, so he's bottom of the barrel. Matt Ryan I, is I at the end point. of the line. And not so only he, that, has a big contract. I get your point. In other yeah, words, so you're down to the you're down to leftover. Yeah, you're down to the leftovers, basically. And And when you pick through the leftovers... Baker Mayfield is the leftover of the leftovers. Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston if you're Indianapolis? Jameis Winston. I mean, this is what I'm saying. How about Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G if you're Indianapolis? Jimmy G. Is there a quarterback with a name out there who you wouldn't take ahead of Baker Mayfield? Mm, (laughs) No, not really. I mean, like, I mean, you start talking about like Cam or something like that, but. Who else? I mean, there's Mitch nothing. Trubisky would the Steelers. Well, Mitch did... Trubisky's with the Steelers, right? Would they have been better off with Baker Mayfield or Mitch no. Trubisky? No, no, Mitch Trubisky. So what you're saying to me, he sounds to me. How many open jobs are there versus how many quarterbacks are available? There's. It would seem like Seattle. It would seem like Indianapolis, right? It would seem like the Texans. But Indy don't want him, though, because if That's Indy what I'm wanted saying. him, they would already be dealing with him. Wait, Keith, this is what I'm saying. Is he a starting quarterback? When the season starts, will he be starting for a team, Baker Mayfield? No. I think he'll be starting for Seattle. I think he'll be starting in Seattle when the season starts. He'll be starting in Seattle? Well, I think Keith, Seattle a- gives up a fifth-round, fourth-round pick, fourth, fifth-round pick for Baker Mayfield, bring him in and see what he has and they don't have to pay much of the salary. That's what I think. But I could be wrong. You want to know about free agent quarterbacks? Want to play, is Baker Mayfield better than this guy? Because there's a whole list of free agent quarterbacks here. Well, I could tell you off the top of my head some of the names. Go ahead. Andy Dodd, Cam mm-hmm. Newton, mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got it. Um, Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Which, see, I don't know if Baker Mayfield is better than Marcus Mariota. You don't know if he's better than Marcus <laughs> Mariota. Is he better than Andy Dalton? 
Just the fact uh, that you think about that. Yeah, he's yeah, better, I would than, say he's better than that. Is yeah, he better? I would say it's that. to me in the NFL, it's when we play brand versus reality, so much of it is branding. There are many quarterbacks through the years to me where if a team moved on for them, you would if they might not land somewhere else and they would be no longer considered you know, when I say franchise quarterback, I don't mean a Super Bowl caliber. I mean a guy who every year you know is starting for that team, a starting he, he, quarterback in the NFL. He, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. The problem is, the problem is there's no teams. Well, but the everybody team, got quarterbacks. Means, that, but wait, that's what it means. A starting quarterback means that you are a better option for a team than than at, you're one of the top 32 options. No, in the but NFL. look at but you got to look at it. You got to look at it realistically, though, right? Okay. Let's look at it realistically really quick here. Or not, because I know we're up against it. We're up against the clock. We're up against the clock. Well, what were you going give to give it, give it to me in 15 seconds. Well, you look at some of the young dudes, they're all under contract. The older dudes are really good, so there's no real space for him. Right. Yes, that's what we're saying. But he's a but starter. But, uh, Got to go to okay. break. All right, look, this is what I would say. If I were the Colts, I'd trade for Baker. And I would, especially if it's a mid-rounds pick, and I'd, I'd bring Nick Foles in. It'd be Baker, and oh, when he gets gosh. hurt, Nick Foles, reunite him with Frank Reich. Jay's about to run the point. Coming up. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com the Keyshawn, j will and max podcast so the los angeles rams reach an agreement with quarterback matthew stafford on a four-year 160 million dollar extension that includes 135 million guaranteed Ooh. and should allow the veteran quarterback to finish his career in Los Angeles, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter. It's interesting because the Rams won in a window. It's not obviously his rookie deal, but it almost looked like, a, like it was a very, very team-friendly contract that the Rams picked up. I think that was one of the reasons they traded not only Goff, who was the number one overall, but so much draft capital to get him. They were getting a team-friendly deal. Not as team-friendly anymore. They also traded for Robert Woods, or they traded Robert Woods to the Titans, rather, for a sixth-round pick, but they added Allen Robinson. Vaughn Miller, meantime, signed with the Bills. So, um, Can I just tell you why I laugh at this? Because our man Key has been saying this all day long. When everybody's like, oh, cap restrictions, what are you going to do? Yesterday on the call, he said, Key, is there such thing as a salary cap? down the road. Stop it. Is there such thing as a salary cap, Key? Yeah, the Mike Tannenbaum. <laughs> <laughs> How good yeah. are the Rams? How good are the Rams? 
I think the Rams are still good. I think when you look at the Robert Woods move, they bring in Allen Robinson. Do, they could do kind of the same things. Um, they still got OBJ who will be back at some point. I'm, I'm thinking he'll sign back with them. They lose Von Miller, which Von Miller came on late in the year for him and into the playoffs clearly. They're going to try to probably fill that void via the draft, or maybe they have somebody already on roster that they like a lot. Um, but I think they're they're in the they're in the conversation of making a strong run back to the Super Bowl. They're in that conversation because they don't you don't lose they're not losing that much. I mean, they lose the kid Hill who went to Jacksonville as a corner, uh, but. I mean, was he really? He wasn't the guy. They could they could Whitworth put anybody retired. opposite. Of, yeah, Whitworth, Whitworth retired. They're retired. gonna have to replace their left tackle. That's not easy. Yeah, but 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 it's not easy. But they played without him before. Yeah, he was hurt. That's the uh, thing. Mm-hmm. He was hurt a little bit, so they kind of comfortable there. Um, yeah, but I think I think they're in the top four groups in the NFC for sure. It is interesting though, Jay. The NFC was oh, it's going to be so soft because Brady's gone and Rodgers is going to the AFC. Uh-uh, not so fast. Brady's back. <laughs> Rodgers is still in the NFC. Stafford's there. Like, it's still tough. Yeah. I'd much rather be in the NFC than the AFC, though. Yeah, no doubt. They Jay, killer quarterbacks in the kick NFC. the can <laughs> down the road. Don't tell <laughs> me anything time. about you don't I'm have done. money. I'm done. Never again. Never again moving forward. Um, but, there, but you can kick the can, but you also have to – it forces you to make decisions on other players. I mean, there's no way around that. You got it. Makes you. Who make did you make a decision players. on? I got rid of Robert Woods to sign Allen Robinson. Same guy. <laughs> I get the point. Five down flex. Five down flex. Jay's got five fingers up. That only means one thing. It's time to run the point. Let's get it. Get in your set. Max, get over there. Key, get over there. We're running four down flex. I just changed the play. It's okay. It's a play set up for Keyshawn to score the ball on the block because that's what he does. Welcome to running the point. Let's get into it. Number five. At five. Run, baby, run to the Sweet 16. Shaheen Holloway, the head coach, 45 years old for St. Peter's Peacocks. I got to tell you guys. Played against him when I was a young kid. Played for St. Patrick's in New Jersey. Absolutely demolished me. I knew that he was going to be a legend in this game. Only the third 15th seed to advance to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Beat Kentucky. Beat Murray State. This team is hot. They are real. And the thing you love about Shaheen Holloway, people talk about, oh, our team's going to body your younger team. He's like, no, we're city guards. We body people. We put people on body bags. That's what we do. That's number five. Let's go on to number four. At four, Calvin Sampson. I mean, look, I told you guys, my father-in-law graduated from IU. My brother-in-law graduated from IU. My wife graduated from IU. IU, how did you let this guy go? Three straight tournament appearances for Houston. 15-point win over Illinois. What do you mean stop? Were you saying stop? Are you talking to me, Evan? Third straight. I said, well, there's a reason IU had to let Kelvin Sampson go. We can't let that. We can't leave that out. That's very. It's NIL now. So it's not really a reason. Calls. <laughs> we'll change that around. Anyway, third straight trip to the Sweet 16. They went to the Final Four last year. And if you want to hear or see an amazing sight, Calvin <laughs> Sampson, for what he means to this team, they lost their two best players 
earlier in the year, by the way, and he still put it on Illinois by 16 points. Look at Calvin Sampson with the way he celebrated with his team. He's one of the most low-key professional individuals you'll ever meet. But the relationship he has with his kids, having his shirt off, we're going streaking in the quad. That's who Calvin Sampson is with this team. That's number four. At three. Guys, there's a reason they call it March Madness. For the first time in women's basketball history, take a listen to this on ABC. Shot clock is off for Creighton. Down two. Not calling timeout. Rimbaugh back to Jensen for the lead. And she's got it. Timeout Iowa. It's the Hawkeye transfer with a massive fourth quarter and Creighton's on top. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Uh, the Hawkeye transfer. Transfer. Lauren Jensen was the transfer. She scored 23 points all last season when she played for Iowa. She then transfers to Creighton and helps send her former team and the National Potential Player of the Year down, down. This is what March Madness is all about. Finally, we have March Madness associated with women's basketball, and this is why we love this sport. This is why you see people yell at their TVs because it's emotional and it matters, and I could not be happier for Jensen to get the winning bucket against her former team to take them out of the tournament and then move on to the second weekend coming up this weekend. That was number three. At two. The big short. Guys, I I, I tell you all the time, I like to gamble on games, okay? We have North Carolina playing Baylor. Baylor was a five-and-a-half-point favorite in this ballgame. Baylor was down 25 points. And when I tell you, this comeback they were on, everybody felt it. Brady Manick had fouled out of the game. Uh, he got, excuse me, ejected from the game for throwing an elbow. Caleb Love from North Carolina fouled out of the game. You're talking about Armando Beckett was missing free throw after free throw. It felt like North Carolina wanted to give away the game. Baylor came all the way back. But North Carolina found a way to win it, and I lost the game. I lost the bet, and I lost because I wanted to bet against my rival, which shows you don't bet with your emotion. Bet with your brain. I should have bet on North Carolina. Big respect to the Tar Heels. They're playing big-time basketball, and we might be seeing them in the Final Four. I hope not, but we might. I don't know how I feel. I'm going to still bet against you, North Carolina. That's number two. And running point. Listen to this. I've called Coach K the GOAT. I know people can compare him to John Wooden. I understand. It was an incredible game last night, but listen to what Tom Izzo had to talk about when it came to Coach K. I'll always pull for Mike. Uh, You know, I think he's done some things that'll go down in the lures of basketball, you know, and, uh, but I'll also, you know, you could remember this game in a lot of ways and uh, my way of remembering it won't be quite as enjoyable, but uh, it'll be respectful. Man, I, I, you know, I, we've had Tom Izzo on the show a multitude of times. I've spent time with Tom Izzo. He is one of the best coaches to ever coach in the game of basketball. And when I tell you he is so well prepared for tournament games, just look at his tournament record. It speaks for itself. Uh, and the way his team defends, it's incredible. For him to openly and honestly 
called Coach K to go. I, I, and Coach K made a, a joke with it afterwards, like, hey, I'm glad he didn't call me another animal joking around about it. I know he's always going to deflect that kind of attention. But for Tom Izzo to say that about Coach K, I think speaks volumes about what Coach K has achieved and accomplished. And I know we get into wins and losses, and people will always say, well, the North Carolina game, what Coach said afterwards, not a good look for him, all this other stuff. But when you look at the complete body of work, what Coach K has been able to accomplish and achieve, the modern-day John era, uh, I'm glad to see his contemporaries. I'm glad to see his colleagues respect him ultimately when it's all said and done. I have big love and respect to Tom Izzo for this team. And just hearing him say that the other evening, just it gave me chills. Jay how, great, Jay, how great would it be, though, to, to honestly see Duke in, let's say, the Final Four in the last year – of Coach K's coaching, or even in the, or even in the final for that matter, what would it mean? Like, just think about a guy going out on top. Like these, those, those stories, these stories are not told or seen that often in professional sports. Given the fact that the way that this team looked, I don't know, several weeks ago, didn't look like they had a chance, and now they're sitting in the Sweet 16, two games away from being in the Final Four. So, Key, the all-time winningest player percentage-wise from Duke history is Shane Battier. I finished 95-13 and in my three years, and I think Shane's record was even better than that, right? And Shane ended his senior year being getting every National Player of the Year award except of one that I got, and we won a national championship. And there is nothing more you can ask for. I mean, Coach K has already achieved all the level of success, but I'm telling you right now, if if they get by – Texas Tech, and they find a way to get to the Final Four, I will be down in New Orleans trying to find some studio randomly to do our show from because if this guy has a chance to ride off into the sunset on an amazing horse after the career he's had, oh, I mean, that's like a dream come true. Can you imagine being the coach who needs to fill those shoes? Well, guess what? He joins us next. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. We are on ESPN Radio. Download the podcast. We're on the app, one app, one tap, and Sirius XM channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.